Yeah, I think yeah. this season is honestly better than the last one. And I, I, something about this episode was really, um, it, it, it had a lot. It, yeah, it was riveting. It was exciting. It was heartwarming. Um, emotional where you weren't expecting it to be, inspirational at the end. Everything I mean, felt better at right. the end. When the ending came, I didn't you, have to bowl my eyes out. Yeah, you got up and you said, let's go. You know, you were so excited about yeah. what was going to happen. All right, so let's talk about it. So this is, uh, once again, Loki season two, episode five called Science Fiction. Thank you, everyone who's joining us right now on the live stream on YouTube. Thank you if you're joining Alex, us on Instagram. All right, Alex, thank Welcome, you so much. Welcome, council member. All right, council member Alex is here. All right, we can't wait to hear your input. Okay, let's get into it. All right, science fiction written by Eric Martin, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Okay, so we pick up exactly where we left off in episode four. Loki's, you see this bright light, and then all of a sudden, the light comes back and everything stops. Loki opens his eyes. He's and he alive looks around. and he's right. Well, he's still in the temporal loom chamber, yeah. but uh, no one else is there. So he's just kind of sitting around like, yeah, what happened? Right. Which is strange, right? Everybody's gone. No one is left. Not and even the TVA the, is completely abandoned. Yeah. Not even the pies. The pies are gone too. I don't know where the pies went. I guess Mobius got hungry. Pie. Yeah. He took them with him wherever he and went. The, oh my God. I get it now. What do you get? The TVA's empty, so I bet you the baker, whoever they were, they never came to the TVA. They never made the pies. That makes sense. Right. That's right. Exactly. So come to find out, you know, if anybody, you know, who guessed that, you know, if the timeline, the the sacred timeline is gone, everybody goes back to their branch timeline. So they all got shot back to their timeline. Right. Like, Like the TVA never happened. All right. So we went through. So let's talk about Loki. So Loki again. He's time slipping, right? He thought he had that fixed, um, but he's time slipping for a reason. He has no idea, but he's going back to different time periods, all right? And they seem to be random. Yes. And the first one he goes to is San Francisco in 1962 on a branch, and Frank, uh, supposed to be Casey, by the way, he's an escaped convict from Alcatraz in his real life, or whatever we want to call it his in his branch in in his timeline life he is a prisoner on alcatraz that has escaped yes right so alcatraz was actually a real prison it was a maximum security federal prison is one of the 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 most secured (laughs) (laughs) you would expect to be the most secured and well known and uh, is it worse than the gulag I don't I don't know about that. All right, but it's a notorious place. The gulag. You you know, this is Who where they send <laughs> Okay, can we keep going? This is no. where they send the hardest criminals. All right. And they usually spend many years there. There has been uh people who have escaped Alcatraz. Apparently, you know, I don't you know, I don't know if any of them made it, but some have escaped. Uh some were caught. These three gentlemen in particular, gentlemen, if you want to call them gentlemen, these three convicts, right, back in 1962, um, this actually happened in San Francisco. That's where Alcatraz is located. There are these three convicts, right, named one named Frank Morris, and the other two were brothers. So they were called John, John and Anglin. Anglin. John and Clarence Anglin, right. They decided to escape. Right? And Loki, by the way, the TVA uh, ended up getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. 
by the way, uh, Loki took the uh, he took the TVA guidebook and he left. That's true, right? Right. We want to right make make yeah. sure we say so that. So I, yeah. I I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Casey, you know, you 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 remember me, right? Come on, you gotta remember me. And Casey's like, I don't remember you, man. I don't know who you are. But he's like, Yo, Frank, who's who is this dude? And he's like, I don't know him. Okay, I I, I don't know this guy. Right. And Loki's like. Uh-oh, so... Problem. Yeah, so they... Ref- Uh-oh, spaghetti They referred to their names, Frank and John. Frank is Casey. You know, Casey is the... You know, he is the intelligent guy who memorized the entire TVA handbook written by OB. <clears throat> yeah, so apparently he was a, 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 a criminal in his... In his in his past life, I just can't see that. I guess he was also a smooth criminal because he managed to escape Alcatraz. Oh, very good one. <laughs> All right, smooth criminal. Yeah, I just didn't picture Michael Jackson Casey. rules. Yeah, I didn't picture Casey to be this type of person. But yeah, I thought he he'd is. be like an IT guy or something. <laughs> yeah, I thought well, he'd be a teacher, maybe a uh, you know. A yeah, tech, maybe he'd be a, like teacher. a math teacher. Yeah, or math or a math like, teacher. I wasn't expecting him to be escaping from Alcatraz. Right and. Something funny happens on another branch, and I actually am starting to understand this a little more character-wise. So B-15 is actually Dr. Willis on the branches, and she's a pediatrician. And now it makes sense why she cares so much about all these branches, because she used to take care of kids. So she's thinking of all these people on branches as humans, rather than as, you know, little dots on a screen. Mm -hmm. She's in the position to save lives, right? You know, that's her job. Mm-hmm. And to make people uh, feel safe and make them healthy, so that makes sense, you know. Um, so let's talk oh, about new- Alex. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Maybe Casey was an early hacker or other <clears throat> technology criminal source. Yeah. Who well, I, knows? Think, I think in 1962 the internet would have been ARPANET, and it's kind of stay in the army for that time. Like you had TVs, right? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You were you were. I, I, I wasn't in 19. That's correct. I was not here in 19. But television did exist. Yes. Did you Your ever meet is... any dinosaurs? <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. Anyway, so yeah, um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I thought he'd be some type of IT guy, but apparently, I, again, if you're in Alcatraz, I mean, you've done some really bad things. You know, like armed robbery and. Stuff like that. I don't so, think armed robbery would even land you at Alcatraz. You got to do something egregious. You got to like commit arson well, or something. Well, that's that's just one thing. I mean, you can do many things, you know, and and cause an armed robbery harm would to land people. you like ten years in a state prison. Yeah. Um. So that's it. Yeah. So it was based on these characters, uh, you know, who were actually uh, escaped convicts from Alcatraz, and no one knows if they even made it. You know, even to this day. I mean, so many years later, we don't know if they survived. But anyway, so we're talking about Dr. Willis, who is B-15, New York, 2012. Avengers. There you go. That's very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder, well, I don't know why they, why I understand that you know, they didn't want to spend too much time uh, talking about what happened in New York in 2012. We already know. Yeah. But it was interesting that Honestly, she was a doctor. Honestly, they didn't say anything in uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now- Okay, let me come back and we'll talk about, you know, when the group gets together, I'll talk a little bit more about that. So, all right. So, so far, Loki has gone to San Francisco. He's been to New York City. Now, Cleveland. All right. And Cleveland, uh, actually, the most up-to-date place he visits, 2022, and Mobius sells jets. 
jet skis. He that that explains why he loves jet skis so yeah. much. Um, he is a jet ski salesman, and he's he doesn't seem to be doing great in his business. You yeah. know, yeah. The first scene we get of him is a client walking out, and also his name is Don for some reason. Yeah, simple name, Don. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, so he's not. You know, I always had the impression that he was the one, you know, actually on the jet ski and he's out in the ocean and he's on the, you know, on the ski. I assume he rides his own jet skis. He had two of them in his garage. Well, it's po- right. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's sure possible he, he does ride them. The but he also, he loves them so much that he sells them. Uh, so, right. So he's visited by Loki. Of course, he doesn't know who Loki is. And also Loki ends up time slipping away before he can, you know, have a nice full chat. Yeah. Yeah. Loki has no idea how to control this time slipping yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know that Don has two little boys, two sons. We know that his wife, we well, she's not there, and we don't know if it's because she left or she passed away. We don't know that story. All right, but he is a single dad, and it is really hard, you know, to try to maintain a job and to keep these boys out of trouble. You know, apparently, you know, they're, you know, they have some a bit maybe, unruly. Yeah, right. You know, they have some uh, uh Lacking of social skills. Some devilish tendencies. Right. Yes, right. And, you know, he has to have one brother look after the other. But, yeah, so life is hard, you know. And, hey, look. Yeah. That's that's typical. So he's like, you know, I don't want to leave my boys, man. I don't want to leave my boys. And Loki's like, listen, I can control time. We can bring you back to your kids whenever you'd like. You can go visit them. Like, we, you know, whenever. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you want to. We can bring you back. And Mobius says... You know what? I think I will join you. Well, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because well, this, I mean that comes later. So. This is the, well, no, uh, we could talk about this now a little bit. This is a part that um, I had trouble accepting. So I, I thought Mobius went too willingly. You know, this total stranger comes from out of nowhere yeah. and tells you you need to come with me because you know your 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 boys are in danger. Well, first of all, I don't even know who you are. And if you want me to come with you, I mean, you might, what are you going to do to me? You know, like you, yeah, you know, well, how can I trust you? Here's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. You know, Mobius is struggling. He's trying to raise his two kids. His jet ski business doesn't seem to be doing so good. I feel like right now he's kind of desperate. Like maybe Loki can show him something that'll help him out. Because he wants the best for his kids, I can I can understand. Gotcha. You know, maybe he's trying to see if Loki can bring him somewhere where he can bring his kids so they can have a better life. But uh, I think that might be it. Because Mobius, Mobius would not have gone if he didn't think there'd be benefits. Mm-hmm. Like, he wouldn't have left his boys just like that. So Yeah, I think that's a very good point. I like that. All right. So uh, let's go to Q&A. All right, let's see what we have. Let's stop here. Okay, we have, thank you so much for, once again, for joining us. We have Alex. Yes, maybe Casey was an early hacker. Yeah, yeah, we read that already. Yeah, right. Um, I can understand Casey, you know, talking about Casey, being uh, willing to go because, you know, what light did he have? Had, you know, he was just escaping he Alcatraz. Was, right. You'd think Casey would be like, sign me up. Exactly. Get me he's out a, of here. He's a fugitive. So I can understand him going. Yeah. He would want to get as far away as possible. Yeah, exactly. Alex says, uh, Kerwin makes a good point. I was a bit surprised that he went so quickly. 
But I agree with Keith that it may be because he was worried about his kids' lives being in danger. Yeah, I mean, Loki yeah. was throwing out some real buzzwords to Moby. It's like, your kids, they're in danger. Yes. The timeline's going to fall apart. Yes. You know, you're going to die. Your family's going to die. <laughs> well, yeah, I We're guess. We're all going to die. And Moby, your skin is going to fall off. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he was stirring emotion. episode one energy. Yeah. So. He was stirring a lot of emotion in Mobius. And I guess that was, you know, what he needed to hear. You know, somebody... You know, it's high alert. You know, it's 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 uh you know high stakes. So if someone is coming to you and said that you know you need to save your children. If you want to save your children, you gotta come with me. I don't know. I may still be a little cautious of doing that, going with a total stranger. But hey, you know he did it for the kids. But you know, I, I like what you said too. All right, okay. So that was Cleveland. Oh, accept your answer as well. Yes, your your answer is you have a great answer. Let's talk about Pasadena, California, nineteen ninety four. A.D. Doug, also known as O.B. I, I love how in every life he's got initials. Yeah, Doug. All right, so let's talk about Doug. Doug is a science fiction writer. Which makes sense for Ouroboros, you yeah. know. He always seemed like a kind of sci-fi guy. And um, he's also very smart, and he's an author. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's like the complete opposite of Casey. Because Casey's also very smart, and he ended up at Alcatraz, <laughs> whereas Ouroboros felt a little more accepting of a spot. Yeah, yeah. But he's also a failing writer, so yeah. it doesn't look like anybody's doing that great out here. That's, I think that's what they were trying to point. Uh, make a point. I mean, B fifteen seemed like she was living all right. Yeah, I, you know, right. And I said I was going to get back to B fifteen a little bit later, but yes, I think that's the point that maybe the writers are trying to make that you know their life is okay, but they feel that they can, uh, you know, be a a better participant or maybe you know get more of a contribution maybe if they're B15, doing something else. Maybe B fifteen will want to go back to life on the timeline. Like, she seems to really care about these branches. She seems like everything's starting to matter to her. So right. maybe she'll want to go back to her old life. Well, right. Okay. So I you think know, that might be possible. Okay. So we're talking about B15. Why don't we talk about it now? So yeah. remember back in episode one, and uh, Sylvie did, what do you call it? Enchanted? Enchantress? Enchanted her, her mind or looked inside her mind. The, I don't know. Do you, if you remember this, this yeah, part of the episode probably. where she was able to read? Um, she was able to go back into B-15's life to see where she came from and who she was before the TVA. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the look on her face. I mean, you know, you know, Wumi Masaki, she's just a fantastic actress. She starts, she's tearing up and she says that I was happy, you know, where I came from. She was happy. I didn't see that happiness. Not that she wasn't happy taking care of this little girl. But they she didn't, didn't seem thrilled. Yeah, they didn't give us more. Of, you know, okay, so why would B fifteen be happy in the timeline that she is in, and why would she want to go back, or not go back, or or even follow Loki again, somebody she's never met, and you know, assume that he's going to be the one to save her life and to save the lives of millions of other people on, on Earth. You know, that just seems very far fetched. And if she loves her life so much. I think she would probably, I think she would have been the holdout, like the biggest holdout. You know, they're trying to get the the band back together, as OB put it. I I think she would have been the last one to actually join. We spent a whole lot of time on Mobius. So with uh, with Casey and B15, we really sped it up. 
and then we also spent some time with Sylvie and Obi. So we really, we really were uh, running short on time. Like Loki just came out of a portal and said it's going to be a long story, yeah. and then she joined the team. We really didn't have time to explore that, but I think out of everyone, B fifteen would probably be the one to go back to her life on the timeline, seeing how she felt mm-hmm. in the first episode and how she seemed in um in this episode. I think she might want to go back to her life on the timeline. So even if she does return to TVA at some point, you think that she may want to decide by her own free will, go back to her timeline. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that happening. I I, I actually see her staying because I think she makes a great leader of the TVA. She seems to make a bigger impact at the TVA. Mostly That's what it looks she, like. She, yeah. she rules over all time, literally. Right. Yeah, I like mean, her and everybody else at the TVA, they rule over all time. Yeah, yeah, but. That's a very good point. I guess she can go either way. All right, so back to Pasadena. So we have Doug, who is like you said, he's a failing uh, author. You know, he's going into the bookstore. Um, no one is selling his books, so he actually takes it upon himself to go in. And, and put his puts own, it, books, puts on his own books on the shelf. So it's 1994, <laughs> and apparently sci-fi doesn't really have a place. That's, I guess that's what they is say. That, is yeah. that something that happened? I don't remember. I don't recall. Well, I didn't read sci-fi in, in the 90s. I mean, I read it. I don't know if that but had anything been, to like, do. You like, what, 20? I was, I was older. Thank you. All right. So 5,000? So, right. So in the night, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, how... What books were being sold back I don't then? Know what were the My big bestsellers? Right, so. I got you. So, but the point is, Keith. The point is, is that you know he's not doing very well. He's trying to buy his own books, and you know, of course, the books are not registered. So, you know, the, the barcode is not working, and they find out that you're putting your own books back on the shelf. Take your books and get out of here. So he walks out of the store. Kihi Kwan, you know, can we, is there anything else we can say about Kihi Kwan that no, we haven't already said? No, not at said? this point. Yeah, he You is, already complimented this man so much. We yeah. won an award in the Hall of Fame for complimenting people. He, he, we run yes. to get us for a record. They're outside of our house right now. Right, he's, yeah, we've said enough about Kihi Kwan. He's just a... He's a perfect fit. For some reason, there's a Guinness World Record for how many times you can compliment Ki Hee Kwan's acting skills. Well, okay. We're going to keep going. And we're going to win it. Yes. We- <laughs> so now he returns back to his office, which looks a lot like his office in the TVA. Yeah. What's, what's it called? For repairs and acquisitions? Yeah, R- something like RNA. R-N-A. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so he gets a surprise, surprise visit by Loki and He's actually listening to what Loki has to say because he's a science fiction writer. Also, you know, he, uh, he doesn't just... really have much to to, to do. Again, his books are failing. So right. that's another character who would absolutely be willing to go. Would benefit to being in the TVA instead of where he is on his timeline. Yeah, I get it. So Doug, so this is a very good conversation between Doug and Loki, and he talks about well, he wants to you know find a way to control his time slipping. Um. And OB has realized that your time slipping is intentional because you are going into different time periods. And you're ending up right by the people that matter. Right, to the people that matter, right? And these are the people that you need to bring together. You talk about their aura, bringing them together in order to send you back to the TVA if it still exists, right? 
And then um, he also said time's not finite, so he basically pulled out the reverse flash. The timeline is malleable stuff. Yeah, how about that reverse flash? Also, save, save Sherlock that. and excess. People say the timeline is malleable a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Save that because you know. Yeah, I, I see a lot of similarities between Flash and and Loki. Um, and then Ob talks about, or Doug talks about science is all about what and how, but fiction is about why, you know, why things happen. You know, what is the why, Loki? Why do you need to save the TVA? And Loki says that this is the, you know, he has to because this is the only way to combat this this terror or this threat that is coming. And he was very vague about it, but, you know, there's something he said before, you know, something bad is coming and we need the TVA to help save the world, pretty much. So that's yeah, high so scale. So a lot of every movie now. High, right, high level. You know, there's this big threat, and we need this big corporation or um, group of people to, to save us. So that's what it is. So that's what he that's what he's saying is the why. That's what Loki's saying. Um, so, again, then he talked about getting the group back together. The only way to do that is to find these people, bring them back here into the room, and then have you all together, and then somehow maybe that will get you back to uh, where you want to be. All right, so, but what is the real why? Okay, so now we, okay, so he's visited Casey, B-15, Mobius, Obi, who's left, obviously, Sylvie. All right. So we yeah. go back to Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. And back Loki's to McDonald's. Like, Sylvie, listen, it's going to be a long story. Yeah. You know, you know what happens? So he's like, I know you dummy. I remember <laughs> everything. And he's like, whoa, what? what? Yeah. And How why do you, you know everything? And the only reason, I don't know if you have a reason why you think she knows Loki and everybody else didn't is because they're just two gods. You know, they're not humans. You know, they're. They are also variants of each other. That's so. true. Yes. That's a very good point. You know, you know, Loki knows the other Loki. It Maybe they're sense. psychically linked. Right. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. And that that's the perfect answer, Keith. Yeah. That would make some sense. Right. So, and they go and, you know, they have a drink. And Sylvie, you know, wants to have this heart to heart with Loki. Loki needs to tell the truth. All right. Why, again, do you need to save the TVA? Why do you want this TVA to, to continue? Right. Um, then Loki says hmm. um, he wants to be back with his friends. Whoa. Now, that was very interesting. I'm like, wow. He, I mean, now, by the way, guys. I was I'd, not expecting that. I'd like to take this time to remind you that this is 2012 Loki. The same Loki that stabbed his brother and tossed Tony Stark out of a window yeah. literally moments before the first season started. He's really gotten some character development since then. Yeah. I mean, this is a man who unleashed a Chitauri army into all of New York to fight six superpowered individuals and... Like two of them don't even have powers, and one of them is his brother. The other one's a dude in a tin can, and one of them's got a metal bouncy ball that has seriously. Busy. One of them's got a metal bouncy ball that defies gravity. Okay, we're talking about the Avengers here. You you gotta show some respect. Yeah, but like, how does Captain America's shield go from an object that falls flat on the ground to a boomerang? 
All right. Like, dude, dude will be hitting mad combos with his shield, and then all of a sudden it just hits the ground. Like, Sam threw the shield once. It got defeated by a chair. Okay. How did it not bounce off the chair? Now, okay. Loki wants to be with his friends. Now, I, that, I, I was taken aback by that because it didn't hit yeah. me. At first, I said, this is friends, a, what are you talking about friends? Yeah, this isn't is 2018 Loki who got close to his brother and helped him fight off Hela. This is 2012 Loki who just stabbed his brother, so. Yeah. Don't you remember back in season one? These people are after you. They wanted to lock you up. I mean, B-15 you know, was for, the one who time-knocked him. and For violation the of the TV. timeline, the sacred timeline. How could they be your friends? Well, I mean, but, Mobius would be his friend because Mobius believed in him and... I guess Casey, because he was chill, and a B-15, I can understand some tension, but she's actually nice now, so she deserves to be his friend, and OB is, he came, like, after all of that, so yeah, true. he does, Loki and OB have no issues, and Sylvie, I'm honestly surprised Loki's tolerating Sylvie at this point, considering she killed He Who Remains, kicked him through a time door, and ruined his life. And also Ouroboros' life, which he had no problem stating. <laughs> right. Because yeah. somebody killed He Who Remains and ruined my life. That's exactly what Obi said. <laughs> he meant it. Um, he was not but joking. But it, it shows you the growth of Loki, his character from season one to season two. It's like it's a 180, you know? Like he, you know, he came in, he was very, you know, at first season came in very arrogant. I'm a god. You can't treat me this way. And he's trying to, you know, work his magic and it's not working. Remember the Paul Casey where he's like, he's we can interact with and, these people right. and it doesn't matter. Yes. And he started dancing around with the Paul Casey. Yeah. It's just such a change. But uh, how does that not affect character. something? Because if he's dancing around with the Paul Casey people, he's interacting with them. Are we which means talking they would move in the same people. conversation? Yeah, but like okay. I, I'm talking about that point in episode three of the la or episode two in the last season, season okay. where he went to Pompeii and he yeah. started interacting with people. But wouldn't that mean that they die in different positions, which would then affect the days that their bodies were found by the archaeologists who were exploring Pompeii? Like, probably, but what I is mean, I don't know how that works. The whole point is that hiding in apocalypses should create branches. Hmm. But then these branches getting destroyed is an apocalypse. So are branches creating branches here? Oh, you see, you're going in another direction. I don't know. That's, that's Yeah, like when, when okay. branches get destroyed, do they branch off? When branches get to, I believe so, because when we see it on the screen, right? You know that it's a digital monitor. You see those branches that appear off the sacred timeline, uh, and then once they're purged or reset, you just see them just disappear. So I guess yeah. No, that, wait a second. Didn't Docs Docs was kind of valid, honestly. Yeah. Now that I think about it, she she was trying to keep the loom from overloading. Correct. But uh, Yikes. Okay. It's not, it's not doing great, honestly. Well, right. Because the branches grew back. It's like pruning a bush. Which I guess is why they call it pruning, and they call the timelines branches, because it's like pruning a bush. You yes, know? you yeah, gotta yeah. snip it constantly, or right, grow it, back and grow yes. around its surroundings. That's correct, Keith. Okay, all right, okay. So getting back to Loki and, and Sylvie's conversation about him wanting to be with his friends. Well, Sylvie says to him, "Well, your friends are where they want to be. They're on the timeline. They're fine. You know." 
And then he said something else that hit me in the chest. He said, you know, okay, well, where do I belong? <laughs> I mean, that was, I wasn't, whoo, you know, Loki, come on, man. Like, you know, I'm holding back tears. My, like, my, my goodness. My, my heart. Yeah, where do, you know, okay, they're back. Where Last they are, episode where was part of the TBA, not this one. Yeah. Um, so. By the that, way, I just realized the heart of the TVA is the loom. Yes. So that is the real why, apparently, that that Loki just wants to be He's back with the people that he is familiar with, the people that he works with. These are his friends. He's got social issues. And, you know, and I, I can't hate hate the guy for that. You know, I, I think it's a valid re- reason. It's selfish. But most of the time when people are trying to change the timeline, they're doing it for selfish reasons, you yeah. know, to, to save loved ones. But, you know, we'll talk about that some other time. But, okay, I'm, 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 I'm cool with what he said in regards to trying to save his friend. Me. I believe him. I believe him. I, I, he's actually telling the truth. Okay. You, you know something? Loki's now honestly evil. He just wants attention. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is something we developed in the Thor movies and also the Avengers. Because the whole thing is Loki's adopted and he's like a third wheel to Odin and Thor. Because Odin and Thor, they have a real father-son bond. But Loki's kind of been the, the middle child who's forgotten and tossed aside. Because it was Hela and then and then Thor, but Loki just kind of came in the middle, and he and he was adopted, wasn't he? Yeah, he's adopted. Yeah, yeah exactly. Odin always put all his attention towards Thor Good and point. left Loki to the side. So Loki's upset with his brother because he got all the attention, and he wants his dad to recognize him. So mm, how about he that? causes that mischief. That's deep. Which yeah. lines up with his character development here because he wants his friends back. He just wants he just wants attention. I he guess. just wants to find his place. You know, like who am I? You know, without my father and my brother. You know, I do I want to be the god of mischief for the rest of my life? You know. You know what I like? Yeah. We have not seen any other superheroes in the Loki show. Well, I don't think we need to, right? Exactly. Yeah, good. I think it's great that we kind of stick into Loki. Good. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this is Loki's show. All right. Can we move on? Yes. All right. So then the, the conversation ends with Sylvie telling Loki, you know, pretty much in, 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 in short words, get over yourself, go find something else to do, write your own story, and leave these people alone. All right? And she walks away. You know, but... Because we know the reason why he was there is trying to get Sylvie to come back with the rest of the group so they would all be together. And he so that, get that temporal out. aura. Right. So Loki goes back and he's upset, he's sad, and he's back with the rest and there's B-15 and uh, OB and Mobius and Casey. And he's like, guys, he tells you, know, him, you know what? You can go all go home. home. Yeah, just, <laughs> just go back go to your branches. Yeah. I don't need you. Movie. She's like, "Yo, hold on for a second. You right. know, you you were you were feeding us up. You were telling us we were something great, and now we're just not." And he's like, "Listen, yeah, you can't get hurt." And all of a sudden, Sylvie bursts through the door. Like, okay, well, he's skipping a part. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm about to talk to that. So okay. while Loki is uh telling everybody to go home, yes, Sylvie is home. And she's at the music shop with this dude named Lyle. And he's like, you know, I got some new music for you. So she's sitting on the couch and she's playing the record. Just enjoying herself. And the camera work was amazing because the camera starts spinning. And the music's playing. And all of a sudden, we look around and we see all the SpaghettiOs that are just coming out of the ground. And the dude Lyle, he's like, Sylvie! 
and uh, one with one with the spaghettios now. One with the spaghetti. And Sylvie just checks her watch, and she's like, "Okay, time to go." So she opens the time door while Loki's telling everyone to go home. She bursts through the door and says, "The branches are dying." So Loki's like, "Hey, listen, we need that tempad now." Oh, by the way, it took Ouroboros eighteen months to build that tempad. There was a bit of a time jump between. Um, yeah. 1994 and Cleveland, Ohio in 2022. So now it's like 1995. Good point. Yeah. So yeah. Pasadena 1995. Yes. Okay. All right. Now this was a great scene. So let, let me, you know, go back and talk about a few things that took place. So, Q&A. Uh, yeah, let's do Q&A first. All right. Yes, we'll talk about this. Yes. <laughs> great point. You capture the essence of Loki. I've had mixed views about him over the years, but appreciate him more. And you both did a great job in describing his motives and character. Oh, Alice, thank you. Thank you. That's thank you. That's very nice of you. Okay. All right. Donate to our Patreon page, everybody. Okay, Keith. All right. So let's continue. So I want to talk about this record store. Uh, Mr. This was, Krabs. This was an awesome scene. Okay. Yeah. Probably one of the best scenes. Except for the fact that the dude died. Oh, well, okay. Can, awesome. I, can we talk about the scene? Yes. All right. Sylvie walks into this record store, all right? Okay. Now, I'm sad because there aren't that many record stores like that anymore, but okay, but this is back in the day. Sylvie walks into a record store. There's a song that's playing when she walks in a record store, and it's called Love Don't Live Here Anymore by an R&B group called Rose Royce. So, by the way, if anybody asks you a trivia question. So, Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Very interesting. So, she walks in. And, you know, she's looking for records and she comes up to the guy, Lyle, you said, who's at the front yeah. desk. His and name he, is Lyle. And he gives her a record and says, yeah, this will either make you feel great or it'll make you feel worse. So she puts on the record. And the song that plays is called Oh Sweet Nothing by the Velvet Underground. All right? Big rock group. Literally back. sweet nothing because there's nothing left on that branch because it's... Well, Dead how now. okay, right? Well, who knows? Maybe that's what the song, the, the purpose of the song, because you know these, you know, writers or creators, directors choose songs. They're for, smart. For, they write the script and then choose the song. Right. Well, they choose the song for a reason. There's a reason behind the song. So, love don't live here anymore. Like, I don't know if that means Sylvie. Well, Sylvie, what telling Loki that you know? No, I mean, I think it's just Sylvie. I mean, she like, she doesn't. She nobody seems to care about Sylvie. I don't mm. think Sylvie cares about anyone either. So she's she 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 doesn't you know love don't live there anymore, I guess. I, I like that. I like that. Very interesting because the first line of the song goes, You abandoned me. Love don't live here anymore. So Loki Pretty she, powerful. she abandoned Loki. Okay, all right. Kicked him through a time door. How about that? Okay, all right. I see that. I see that. So yeah, I couldn't tell whether it was Loki abandoning Sylvie or Sylvie abandoning Loki, or they're one and the same. It doesn't she abandoned matter. him. Yeah, I got you. That's that's a good one. All right. So the song, while she's listening to the Velvet Underground song, then time just stops and something just walks through the door like a wind. Uh, you hear the chimes on the door, and then the music is playing, and then everything just slows down. Uh, the guy is pouring a cup of coffee, and he's not even looking at the, at the cup, and it's spilling on the ground. I mean, it was like in a suspended animation, and then all of a sudden, the the glass of the the, the record store just cracks open, right? And, and you see something comes in through the window, 
and that is doom, right? We know what happens. That means the timeline is eroding and he's running for his life and he's trying to help Sylvie and he calls out Sylvie's name and he is gone. Met you the know, same fate as Victor Timely. Spaghettiized. And then, and Sylvie was just so calm about it because she knows exactly what's happening, why it's happening. And she I looks- I Sylvie just completely doesn't care. No, no, no. It's not about Karen. I think she, because she, she knew this was going to happen because of- I have of, a question about that. Okay. Later. Well, let me finish this. All right. So she knew that, okay, at some point, this was all going to go away. You know, like, okay, she wanted to be on her own timeline, but how long was this going to last? So she knew that this day was coming and she gets on her temp pad and she steps out and she lands in- uh, wherever the rest of the group is. And she now, that's when you say that she says it is real. Um, the branches it, are dying. The branches, yeah, the branches are, dying. are dying. Paul Revere. Yeah, right. Sylvie Revere. You say you had a question. Go ahead. Yeah. So how is it possible that Sylvie survives this branch dying? Because as we observe, you know, this Lyle character, he just gets spaghettioed. And and for some reason, Sylvie is able to walk out completely fine, even after everything else is gone. But the very next scene, yeah. everybody else gets spaghettioed, and so does Sylvie. Which doesn't make sense. Like, how is it? Does every Loki just have a health bar of one, and they can survive the branch dying? Because Loki, the um, Loki manages to do the same thing that Sylvie did. He survives the spaghettioing of his branch. Yeah, but uh, Sylvie doesn't survive the second. I don't get it. Yeah, I, that's a very good point. I mean that that is a good question. I don't know. The only thing I can I think of is, well, right. Loki is always a last man standing for for whatever reason. Oh, of you know, course, even he is. at the you know at the TVA. Well, except for here, Infinity War, where he every, was the first man gone. Okay, nice, <laughs> right? So they're in this room again, Obi's office, and then one by one, each one of them just dissipates they're gone sylvie was the last of the of the group you know not including loki to go and i think a part of loki when sylvie left a part of him left as well right Mm -hmm. and i think that just made him snap like i gotta do something you know and who knows and maybe he would have been next if he didn't you know act so quickly I think he just snapped to say, you know what? No, I can't have this happen to me. I'm losing all of my friends. I'm losing a part of me, Sylvie. She's gone. I need to do something. And then somehow he just lets out a yell. And then all of a sudden he is now in control of his time slipping. And he gets it now. He says, okay, it's not about the where or the when or the why. It's about who. Yeah, and right. by the way, all those branches that got destroyed—they yeah. are alive now because Loki rewinded time. Yes, he he rewrote reality, so now he's She-Hulk Part Two, and um, he's he's back at the TVA. I guess Victor Timely is alive, and he's standing next to Ouroboros and watching the Loom Overload. Yes, so yes, so now he is snapped back. He sent everyone back in time prior to the destruction of the loom and now he can rewrite this story what's going to happen 
You're you're exactly right. Loki's is, is, too powerful. He can't be stopped. Well, like, how about that? Yeah. Like what what is Loki's what is Loki's yes. mindset? Like, Why does he need this type of power? What is he gonna do with it? What? And we know, I mean look, they they could have just had him time slip back to the TVA instead of rewriting reality. I mean Well, look. I don't even know what happened, but I'm all for it. Because yeah. it means they're not dead. They're not. Not even timely. So timely is survived. We will see him back. Thank God. Yes, he's coming back. And I also, I would not be surprised if in episode six, the finale, Loki decides that he's going to be the one to put on the suit and head out to that gangway and save everyone. But Loki can't survive that, can he? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a god. Well, we know humans can't do it, right? And he's a god, so maybe he has more of a chance than the rest of them. I somehow doubt. I, I think he's got to put on the suit. He's got to be the one to do it. Yeah, but he's got to. He's got to be the one. If he puts on the suit, we know he's going to survive because I don't think the main character's ever been killed off in a Marvel series or show. But um, True. Uh, uh, secondly, okay. that's just not. Shouldn't be possible. I think now it, that Loki can rewrite time, can't he just go back to before the radiation was so bad and then fix it? That's a good point. He can actually do that. I mean, go that back would further make way and more sense. He could even do it before they need to get Victor timely and leave him on his branch. There you go. I you know, so he could they, he this is a power I've just <laughs> oh, wait, can't imagine they, having. They need Victor Timely's temporal aura. So they could yeah. go back to like Loki could just snatch the throughput multiplier from the future, yeah. go back to right after they grab Victor Timely, shove him into the aura machine, and race out there and race back. Like, yeah. Victor Timely was really hoofing it. He was actually gaining some speed before he spaghetti Yes. But, um... It's gonna be a very, very interesting finale. I can't wait. You can't wait. I cannot. Um, boy. This is a... You know... Timeline is not some. It's not something new. That Wait, we, Loki can clone himself. Can't Loki just have a clone of him walk out there with the suit on? Loki. Can I mean, clone I think himself. I think the clones are not really physical clones as much as they are mirrors. So if Loki puts the suit on and mirrors himself, he'll have a version of himself, a doppelganger of himself with the suit on. That can then run out there and put the throughput multiplier in. That's a good point, Does right? That because work? He, you, well, he he did that when he went after Brad, right? When he went to yeah, London, he even did some shadow manipulation. Yeah, they both seem to be acting individually. It's not synchronized. It's not like Loki is leading them. I think he's telling them what to do, but he's not like leading them. It's not like he moves and they move. So yeah. Maybe he could clone himself and have that version put the throughput multiplier in the thingamabobber to expand the lube. Why doesn't the lube have a machine that can already expand itself automatically when the branches grow too big? Like, what? Why is the lube set to blow itself up? Good question. That just feels like bad design. Wait, you know what? I Like, if there's a whole mechanism you need to put in just to redo the lube and somebody's gotta walk out into radiation to do it, I'm not sure that's a good plan. I am so excited about episode six. You know, again, you know, we're here five five episodes down. I still have no idea how this is going to play out, and that's the exciting thing about it, right? That's that's yeah. 
Um, so I was just talking a little bit about timeline, right? This is not the first time that we've had superheroes be in a position where they can go back and change the, the outcome of some life, life event, right? Life event and not impact other people. So in other words, I think having this much power, you know, the corny, with great power comes great responsibility. I, I think with Loki having this much power, he's he, he may not even be aware of this, but he's going to somehow impact people in the worst he's way. He's a menace. In the worst way. And it may be unintentional, but I, I don't think he is ready to, to, to control, to have that power that he has where he well. can just go anywhere, you know, and, 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 and jump through time back and front, wherever. I, you know, it's going to mess up something. People are going to be hurt eventually. I don't know. I This is not a good thing. I have a thought. Yes. So, no. Because this is the finale. No, that he's not going to impact anything? Yeah, I don't anything? think he's going to mess anything up. Because it's really? the finale. Okay. okay. I feel like a cliffhanger for the second season would end up getting tired because they did that same thing in the first season. So... What if there's a third season? Yeah, but you can't keep ending shows on cliffhangers. You can't end every season of a Boy. show on a cliffhanger. Really? I mean, last season, we had a massive cliffhanger. Like, you know, Kang is ruling the TVA. We don't know what happened. Nobody seemed to remember Loki. And then episode one, it was all sorted out like two years later. So That's very interesting. You know, and, and that just shows how what in a different timeline you, that you are growing up in versus what I grew up in, because there were shows on television that had cliffhangers all the time. Dallas, you know, Alex, Dallas was prime time cliffhanger ser- series, right? At the end of every the season finale of, uh, of, of every season, ended with a cliffhanger. Even that was the, it. Even because the last season? Yes, as a matter of fact, yes, it did. Yeah, it ended the the final episode. I'm not making this up. The final episode of Dallas ended with a cliffhanger. It did. Which That's is, just bad writing. Which is well, it's ridiculous because like, why okay, did well, you how, end a show on a cliffhanger? Right. That's it, just awful. Yeah, but cliffhangers. Is, I don't enjoy that. That just brings people back. It's like, oh wow, well, what's going to happen not next? The show's over. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm I, not coming a, back. It's like. That what sounds like next? a lawsuit for, for, for mental trouble. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, you didn't need a cliffhanger for the last episode, but cliffhangers are great. You know, uh, if they're done right. No, they're not. You don't want a cliffhanger. Okay, no, all I, right. I'm already dying from across the Spider-Verse. I think I think the time sickness is catching up to me by I get now. It. So. I get it. Well, we're living and a different And Beyond time. the Spider-Verse has basically been postponed, so... Yeah. I don't know if the time slip is going to get me before the movie does, but um yeah. I Alex, I don't know if there's a conf, you know confirmation of season 3. I haven't heard it. I'm just I'd be surprised asking. if we get a season 3 of Loki before we get a season 2 of any other show. I honestly think Loki was the most well received of the yes, Marvel shows. Yes, that's absolutely true. That's why WandaVision it was great. I like it. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was mixed, but I like that too. I love Hawkeye. I think it's like the third best out of all the Disney Plus shows we got. Moon Knight also Miss Marvel. People really seem to hate it, which I do not understand. Yeah. She Hulk people also seem to hate that, which I also don't understand. Wasn't my favorite. Wasn't that bad. 
But um, what if also that one? I don't even know what people think of it because it was twenty twenty one. I'm not. I'm not sure anybody really understood. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, but uh, what if was a, another level? Well, if you think about it, Wanda's story continued in Doctor Strange. The no, multi- it didn't. In the, no, it well, didn't. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not. No, gonna, it did. I, I'm not going to open up that can of worms anyway. All right. So Falcon and Winter yeah, Soldier. That story did not continue. Well, okay. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier. That story will continue with Captain America, right? The new Captain America, Sam Wilson. Yeah. So. But that, that show to didn't me end would on be, a cliffhanger. It well, ended with Captain America and the Winter Soldier rather than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's true. Okay. All right. And we also knew Brave New World was going to come out. So same thing with WandaVision. It ended off with kind of a cliffhanger, I guess, because we yeah. saw Wanda joking around with the Dark Hold at the end, and it yeah. just it it went all the way downhill. I mean, if the Wanda's character arc tumbled down Mount Everest. Okay, Keith. All right, and we're not gonna go down there. Okay. Like we'll, I don't even consider we'll, that the same we'll Wanda. Bring it back. But uh, all and right. Also, I think Moon Knight. Moon Knight ended complete. She Hulk ended complete. Miss Marvel ended complete. Yeah. Um, okay. What is? Well, no, no, not Miss Marvel because her story is going to continue in the Marvels, right? Speaking yeah, of the actually, Marvels, that one yeah. ended on a cliffhanger, right? right? So because she coming out this Friday, places, yeah. She, she she fell into her closet and turned into Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Just like how Captain America went into a machine and turned into Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. If but, you get um, that joke. <laughs> okay. All right. But yeah. So, and um, what else? Can All right. I just want to finish up. Hawkeye was complete too. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Um, so I was talking about timelines, all right? Loki is not the first superhero who have experienced a timeline where they they have the power to go back and change things and change the outcome. That happened in The Flash. And the reason why we're bringing up The Flash is because you Flash. have something, ah. something prepared, right? That's coming up. I believe it's this Wednesday. We're going to, dis- we're going to cover... The Flash, all right? And we're going to talk about... That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. If we're ready, we're going to talk The Flash. So we're going to switch from Marvel and Star Wars to DC. Arrowverse. Not too often. Arrowverse. To the the Arrowverse. Please don't call it DC. I still don't know the difference between DC and Arrowverse. But they're completely separate, except for that one time that Ezra Miller decided to zip in and visit Grant, which was four years ago. If there's anyone out there who are Arrowverse fans, please tune into this. Keith has worked very hard to put this together, and he has something to say about you the wanna, Flash. You want to hear something right. funny? Yes. Greg Gusty was in a promotional ad with Ryan Reynolds. That's something you can do with your Flash actor. You can put him in other commercials I get and it, other media safely. Would you please leave Ezra Miller alone? Never. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, so we got some. He won't an- leave anybody else. Alone. We got announcements coming up. Uh, so Big T and Little T, we actually, you know, talking about Star Wars, we were on their show and we covered Ahsoka season one, assuming that it's you know just there's one season. We talked about that. We had a great time. Please catch that on your streaming platforms or on the YouTube channel. I believe it's also there. So check that out. 
we had did an interview with the Holland Marauders. Great bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Very cool. We met them back in Boston when we were at the Fan Expo, mm-hmm. and we wanted to interview them. We needed to interview them, and we did. Mm-hmm. It's out there, ready for you to, it was to so watch, much fun. to listen to. Uh-huh. It was pretty cool. So catch that. I had the pleasure of being interviewed by Pete Fletzer of the ATG cast, Around the Galaxy cast. All right, Pete. Um, Pete is the man. Well, he's done a lot, but you know, we know him through the Potathon, right? We did a Potathon last year, so um, very excited to be on their show with with uh, Pete. Uh, this is a show he does with Nick Melky. I had a great time. That will be ready soon. Once it's ready, we will let you know. But look out for that. We are going to finish, I promise you, the Dathomir series with Asajj Ventress. We're going to talk about that because we at some point we've got pages and pages of Asajj Ventress to talk about. So we're that's that's coming. Uh, still going to go over our top ten favorite stories from Return of the Jedi, a certain point of view. Whenever I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that as well. We got a massive schedule. We do. We got a lot going on. Got two months left of the year. Can you believe it? Yeah, and, I think we honestly have our content planned out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Do you want to take a Christmas break or something? Or, like, maybe we could record a video and drop it? We'll see. Yeah, we So haven't... we can rock around the Christmas tree? Yeah, okay. All right. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, we also did an interview that's not ready yet, but it will be. But I wanted to tell you that we had a great time talking to Rob Levy. He is the founder yes. of Inside the Box Animators. Very talented filmmaker. He actually has a five-part miniseries based on a Han Solo comic book issue. It's a pixel where, animation. Yes, it's, it's all awesome. pixel animation. You gotta check it out. Uh, we'll put his information in, uh, you know, in our YouTube uh, description, Alex. so you'll, you'll find him. But look out for that interview that's coming as well, uh, along with other interviews. You know, we're still trying to line up some people, so uh, wait and see. Um, congratulations going out to Catherine LaSalle, friend of the show. She just got married. So congratulations, Catherine. Wonderful. Um, you know, can't wait to have you back on the show. All right. So enjoy, enjoy, you know, all the best. Um, thank you to our patrons. Proaxium, John H, Mary B. We really appreciate we're, it. We are working on, you know, you know, we're talking about our, our, our patrons. We are working on putting something together. Well, maybe a couple of things together. Exclusive. We got something for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still working out the details, but exclusive to just the patrons. So for those of you who are interested in becoming a patron, you will get this exclusive access to what we're planning. Um, but, you know, we'll have more information about that as well. All right. Okay. All right. Final Q&A. Let's see what we got. Top 10 stories. Bonus 11. Bobby Ewing describes a stuff. <laughs> Bobby Ewan describes a Star Wars style cliffhanger on Dallas. This is why yes. you're a council member. That's, that's number we value your your jokes. That's an honorable mention story, Alex. Dallas reference inspired. Also, congrats to Cat. Yes, thank you so much. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Like Alex, hey, look, I, I'm I guess I'm guessing you were a fan of Dallas as well. You've seen the episode, but you know, I mean, we lived in a world where you know we had episodes that ended seasons that ended in cliffhangers and we had to wait months before we figured out okay well who did this who did that what happened to that person it's crazy uh dallas reference inspired also yes yes okay all right i don't have okay all right anything else okay 
key. Bruh. This is great. I again can't wait till Thursday. Um, yeah, and then we'll be back here on Sunday talking about the season finale. And the Marvels opens on Friday, so we're going to try to catch that over the weekend as well. We're going to watch it with our good friend Jared. And then we're going to do a spoiler review of the Marvels. So that is coming as well. Jared is the best. I didn't see Dallas, but my dad talked about it and told me about the dream twist. Oh, oh, you, Alex. Yeah. The what? Yeah, no, Keith. I, I yeah. Let me guess. They killed off a character, but somebody did. The fan base didn't like it, so they decided to make that entire season retconned and turn it into a dream sequence. That's exactly what happened. I feel like you've explained this to me. Yes, right. That's the story. Is is I'm not making this stuff. That sounds almost ridiculous. Yes, it's a jumping the shark moment. Yeah, so. Yeah. Like you know your show's not good. Yeah. You know well, your show's you know your show's jumped the shark when you, when the fan base is so upset that you killed off a character that you have to rewrite your whole show. No. I wish they did that with the Flash. Oh, I'm really okay. not enjoying Keith, where can I'm people really find not us? enjoying the first episode of season seven. Before right? I think I'm done. comes after us. I think I'm done with the CW Flash right okay. now. I think I'm gonna take a little break. People could find us on. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. Our socials are Facebook. <laughs> oh, God, what is wrong with me? Our socials are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers and Galaxy. Website, fathersandgalaxy.com. Please check out our merch store, fathersandgalaxy.mindspreadshop.com. Donate to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash fathersandgalaxy. Again, another shout-out to our patrons, Baraxium, John H., and Mary B. Really appreciate it. And um, that's it. All right. There's a call coming in from Ezra Miller's attorney. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna let. I you hope up. I didn't offend them. I'm gonna let you answer it. I'm not taking this call. All right. Actually, we'll be back. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna go. Thank I'm you, gonna everyone. Take a call from a. We'll see you next doctor. time. Okay. Until then. Until then. <laughs> take care, and we will see you again. I'm still here, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>